Greetings and welcome to the Letterman Podcast. My name is Mike Chisholm. I will be your tour guide on this very boring adventure, very boring, except to a select few. And that select few are folks who would fancy themselves enthusiasts of David Letterman, uh, of late night uh, television, broadcasting, uh, comedy, Maybe I mean uh, we might we might we might be mildly entertaining or funny along the way, uh, but we usually just stumble into that. Uh, we love doing this show. Uh, when I say we, I'm talking about myself and a small community that has already formed. The alpha consumers of the Letterman podcast are very very happy with how things are going. All four or five of us. Um, and uh, hopefully we get a, uh, up to a, up to a baker's dozen here very soon. Um, we're really enjoying celebrating Dave and the things that uh, Dave and company have have done. And uh, the, the the again, I'm a broken record, but the massive body of work. We're just so grateful to be coming together and celebrating um, that body of work. Had some great guests on so far. Uh, got some in the can that haven't been released yet. Uh, former staffers, <clears throat> people that were close to the show. We've got some great guests coming up. Now, this podcast, um, it will be, it will become as the catalog grows. It will become very obvious what what it is that we're doing here. But because this is one of the early episodes, we're going to, uh, I'll, I'll flesh it out a little bit. It's not just staffers of the show that we want to have on, or people who are guests of the show, or even ultimately Dave. Um, I believe one of the differences with Dave's show uh, compared to anything before, and frankly, really a lot of stuff after, is that he is a big time broadcaster that destroyed the fourth wall and made the audience a part of the show. He didn't just make the staff part of the show, but the audience was part of the show. And uh, because of that, this podcast is going to reflect the community and the people who um, maybe had a brush with the show. Like I, I always use the example, you know, Letterman would call pay phones and somebody would pick up that pay phone. Well, the person who picked up that payphone many times, 20 years later, is still talking about it. And uh, so, so those are perfect people to talk to because let's assemble a lot of that stuff. Let's assemble our reaction uh, from Dave's broadcasts. And um, it's affected people. It's affected people, some of us, so much that, uh, that, that, that we, we take an extra step out. I, that's what I'm doing with this thing. I, it's affected me so much that... I want to host a podcast based on Dave, not for anything other than the joy of it. Don't get me wrong. If it turns into something great, but the joy that comes from it is even more so. Our guest today, I would say we're brothers from another mother. We're in the exact same category. This is a guy who started a Letterman Facebook group and not just a Letterman Facebook group, but some other stuff as well. And, and he's gotten thousands of people join up with this and together before the Letterman YouTube channel happened, and, and, and we always, of course, pay tribute to Don Giller for keeping that content alive and getting that content out there. But before that official channel kind of came up after Dave went quiet, uh, we we got together and we, uh, we would all just talk about this stuff and we would use Facebook to do that. The guy that we have on here is a guy that started um, one of those groups. He's also a guy in television. I find it very, very curious um, and I can't wait to explore this more as the podcast continues, how there are a lot of folks who work in television at various levels who love Dave. 
And that is a cool thing too. So I want to talk to Rob about that today and more. Very, very excited to have on the Letterman podcast, Rob Cates. Thank you very much for showing up here. And uh, and and when I when I knocked on your door, you absolutely uh, took no convincing. Yep, absolutely. Let's do this, Mike. Thanks for being here on the Letterman podcast, Rob. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it's great to be here. I really appreciate uh, the invite to be on this show and to talk about Dave. I appreciate you, man. This podcast wouldn't exist without you. Um, when I when I had my little story uh, and I told it in the letter letter manifesto, we're not gonna we're not gonna rehash that anymore. Um, I, I posted it in the letter in your Letterman group, and uh, and and it actually led me to creating some relationships that actually. If, if this podcast wouldn't be happening if it wasn't for your group, um, what inspired you to make the Letterman group on, on Facebook? Well, actually it was, it was started by somebody else, but I am the co-administrator and I, I do a lot of the posting on there, but, uh, I've just always been obsessed with, uh, Letterman, with Johnny Carson, with late night in general and with television broadcasting and, as you said, I work in television. I just love the medium of television. I love comedy. Um, a lot of that came from my dad. My dad got me into Johnny Carson. He got in, me into some silly TV shows that he liked. I mean, he liked uh, you know, laughing or, and Hee Haw and The Muppet Show and, mm-hmm. and all the crazy comedy shows. So I, I've just always been passionate about television. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, can, I can definitely relate to everything you just said there. Um, you know, my father, my father watched Johnny Carson and, and, uh, um, and I, I appreciated it. I always appreciated it, especially, I loved when Johnny would do skits and sketches, um, I, I, and characters and things like that. Um, you know, and, and, and I, I liked the zany, which of course is, I think one of the reasons why, uh, Dave resonated with me so much when I was even a kid is he really went down the path into the, into the zany in the, in the surreal or the weird or the strange. Um, uh, did you, and did you and your father used to watch Johnny Carson together? Yeah. Yeah, we did sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. He just, he was a big influence on me. My, my dad really was. And, uh, yeah, like I said, he just, he loved TV and movies and the arts and Broadway and everything everything like that and really got me into all of that. So, uh, yeah, he, he was a big influence and unfortunately just lost him last year. My, my dad was 89 years old, so he had a long life wow. and, uh, but he, yeah, he's definitely an inspiration to me. He even, he had some of the Johnny Carson clothing, uh, like he had Johnny Carson pajamas and those <laughs> were handed down to me. I wore those for a while. So yeah, Johnny Carson had his own line of clothing for a while. I love that. I actually, I wanted to ask somebody. Um, I, 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 I should have asked Mark Malkoff. I'm going to have the, uh, the, the ability to do that in the next one. I, I was always curious if Johnny ever wore any of his own clothing. I don't know. Do you know the answer to that? I don't know. I, I don't know. I, yeah. And I don't know if he wore it on the show or not. I don't, I, I read in, in Bushkin's book, it said that, that Johnny didn't really like um, modeling for the ads. He didn't right. really like being photographed that much. So that was part of the reason why the, the clothing line came to an end, but, but no, I don't know if he actually wore them. It's funny. These, uh, these Titans that we, we appreciate so much, these Titans of broadcasting um, and how, uh, you know, the, the, the private introverted person that a lot of them are, uh, but until the red light goes on and then they turn into this completely, um, I, I have some, I have some, uh, some experience in the pro wrestling business and the pro wrestlers that I've, I've met with, 
um, that, that have made it really big. They just talk about how they just, they take who they are and they just turn it right up to 10. Well, these guys that we love so much, they operate at a one or a two when it comes to their extrovertedness. And then when the camera goes on, they just turn it up to a 10. That's interesting. Johnny Carson clothing company, but didn't like to model his own clothes. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, yeah. As far as introverts becoming extroverts when they're on camera, that was definitely, it was Carson and it was David Letterman and they had so much in common. And I think that they really related to each other in a lot of ways. I mean, Johnny respected Dave, of course, Johnny was like Dave's comedy hero. And there's so many parallels there. I mean, even you, when you think about um, what they've done with their philanthropy, I mean, Johnny Carson gave millions of dollars to his alma mater, University of Nebraska, and the media school there was named after him. And Dave did the same thing. Ball State University, he gave millions to Ball State, the media center there. The School of Media is named after David Letterman at Ball State. So Johnny and uh, Dave were alike in, in that sense. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, um, I've talked to a lot of folks who used to work for Dave. And, and, and one of the things that, that they talk about is his generosity. And I mean, this isn't something that's going to, let's face it, David Letterman's never going to listen to this. So it doesn't matter. Um, but, but it's good for the public to know, like, this is a very, very generous man, uh, but generous for the right reasons. Um, you know, uh, generous in all sorts of ways, and I'm not going to go into specifics or anything like that. But generous in all sorts of ways of giving back and and and, and giving to things he he believes in, uh, but did it for the right reason and didn't really broadcast that. Johnny Carson, exactly the same thing. Um, were you because you loved this stuff so much? You and your dad loved this stuff so much. Is that what led you to getting into television as a career? Um, well, yeah, yeah, it's a variety of things. Uh, I did. I had a roommate in college who actually got me this hat, a late night with David Letterman hat yeah. in 1988 or 89. And then I've got the late show shirt. But uh, my, my college roommate was actually at Michigan State University, go Spartans. He was <laughs> uh, he was in telecommunication and television production. And he was a big influence on me, too, um, because he was in that field. I had changed my major a few times. I mean, I thought about business. I thought about music education. I'm very passionate about music. Um, I was in the Spartan marching band at MSU. So, What'd you play? Uh, uh, the baritone. Baritone. And I was a trombone. What, oh, go yeah. low brass. Yeah, Let's go, go low brass. brass. Let's do it. Definitely. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, my yeah, as I said, my, my roommate, Bob, in college, yeah, he, he really uh, was a big influence as far as getting into television. And I... I didn't really think about it before college. I always loved television, but I didn't really think about it as a career. And now it's been 32 years. It's been since 1990 that I've worked behind the scenes for different uh, different TV stations. What kind of, you say behind the scenes, let's go a little deeper. Like what kind of roles are we talking about here? Your camera, are you in the control room? Are you, well, what kind of stuff are you um, doing? It is, uh, it's master control and it's production. Uh, master control is, the main thing we do is we're running the commercials that air, the local commercials that air during the breaks. Um, we're getting satellite feeds, we're getting programming, we're doing all the behind the scenes stuff that, that keeps the station running. I mean, I, I ran local commercials for David Letterman's show, for Johnny Carson's show, I, not on the national basis, but on mm -hmm. local basis for different local TV stations. So that's master control. And then production as well. I mean, I've been a, 
uh, camera operator, uh, audio board operator, things like that. Uh, now I'm just doing a lot of directing, directing of newscasts, uh, you know, six or eight newscasts per week. So uh, there have been a lot of changes in TV, a lot of uh, computer automation, um, but I'm, I'm thankful to be in the business, definitely. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. And, and, and I've talked to a lot of excited people. I was part of a community uh, television show a few years ago, and 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 um, it's just an exciting environment. Uh, the people, I find the culture uh, of the folks who work in it exciting as well. It's, it's very neat to talk to um, the family that exists on television shows or in television studios and, and, and the dynamics that come with that, uh, the camaraderie that's there. Uh, and like any family, um, you know, there's, there's all sorts of stuff that comes with that too, the dynamics that come with it. Um, you obviously really enjoy working in television. Have you found that a lot of folks who work in television um, gravitate towards Dave and company? I think a lot of people do. Yeah, yeah, there are a lot of uh, late night fans in TV. Um, heck, I remember when Conan O'Brien first started, I was working for an NBC affiliate and, you know, Conan had a little bit of a shaky start at the beginning and he, mm -hmm. uh, you know, he found his stride and, and yeah, I'm, I'm a huge fan of Conan too. And, and just, yeah, a lot of people are into late night and, and music. A lot of people in TV are really into music. They'll play in local bands or they're just, just big music fans in general and, and fans of the arts in, in general. And, and certainly I am. Yeah. I, uh, I love Conan as well. <clears throat> I, uh, I remember, okay. So during the whole late shift, um, the original late shift, late shift part one. Um, and, and when he took over, um, I just remember it's, it was really cool to watch the reaction at the beginning and then the reaction, maybe five years in and seeing the evolution of this, of this guy. Um, and I just was so happy about that because can you imagine a harder job? I don't even know where, what I would compare, um, David Letterman leaving late night. So he started late night. Uh, you know, there was Tom Snyder and, 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 and they all had different ideas of what would come after the Tonight Show for, for decades, really. Uh, there was experiments as to, as to what we should throw on there. And Snyder was kind of the one that really kind of um, was the, okay, the standard. Let's do that. Let's do something different than Johnny, uh, calmer, that kind of a thing. And then Letterman came out and blew the doors off the, uh, off the entire thing and, and, and um, created this thing. How do you take over for that guy? And, and I mean, I don't know if they looked at him potentially, oh, he'll be a palate cleanser. Let's use this unknown. And, <clears throat> but then the, then, then he turned out to spread his wings and, and, and fly in his own way. Um, I think about when he hosted the Emmys, or I think that's probably the time where, where Conan was, 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 was really, really, really hot. And you compare that to just a few years before to where he was um, what a phenomenal thing. And, and to take over for Dave, and he's still the uh, he's still the king of 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 <clears throat> of the late night program. Nobody's hosted longer than him, right? I don't think so. No, it, it, but definitely, yeah, you're right. Conan had some big shoes to fill, and a lot of the credit goes to Lauren Michaels because I mean Conan had sure. written for Saturday Night Live, and Lauren Michaels said, "Hey, this guy is really funny. I mean, maybe he could be a good host for a late night show." and yeah, it, it worked out for Conan, and I'm wondering what his uh, HBO Max show is going to be like. 
Yeah, it's fun to watch him evolve. Um, I'm very, very happy that um, <clears throat> while Carson might have been the standard for both guys, because Conan loved uh, Carson as well. Um, but the fact is, once Carson retired from The Tonight Show, you know, uh, he 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 took off and that was that was kind of it out of the public eye. And um, I think his last was his I, I might be wrong on this, but I thought his last television appearance was actually on Dave's show um so. when they were in la i think that might have been carson's very last television appearance uh, and and that was it and a lot of us thought the same thing was going to happen with dave thank god that didn't happen i personally love long form that's what we're doing here and I, that's where i feel I, I i'm a big podcast guy um because of the long form format i like tom schneider back in the day but we we don't really have a ton of that now to see dave doing that to me is incredible. I enjoy it very much. I enjoy that with the with the pieces um, interlaced into the long form. Uh, so grateful that he's doing that. So grateful that he's back on his channel. Um, that's his ev evolution, and it makes sense to me. Conan's evolution, um, different. Going to that half-hour format at the end of his show, uh, at the end of his run, I should say, and then now moving into something with HBO Max. Um, sketch, it looks like it's going to be Sketch. And his mind, which a, a crazy awesome mind, I am so curious as to what's going to come out of that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And, and I've said, even before Conan got into late night, his resume was very impressive. I mean, mm -hmm. the guy graduated from Harvard. He wrote for The Simpsons. He wrote for Saturday Night Live. You look at just that, and that's really impressive. And then everything that he accomplished in the world of late night TV, and and he has a podcast. His podcast is excellent, and yeah, it's it's amazing. And well, you mentioned Tom Snyder. I mean, look at what it's crazy how Letterman replaces Tom Snyder in 1982. Tom Snyder had the Tomorrow Show following Johnny. Yep. Letterman takes over in '82, and then when Letterman goes to CBS, they say, "Okay, Dave." You can have somebody that follows you on the late, late show. And he chooses Tom Snyder. Yeah. <clears throat> I love, I love that too. I'm a very nostalgic guy. Um, and, and, and it's funny how publicly, I mean, I don't know privately how, how it is. I, I know publicly Dave does not like praise very much. He doesn't like to look back uh, to analyze and all that. And I, and I, I get that to a point. For sure, I can understand that. But he himself, the actions that he makes, um, I think about a lot of the guests on his show, uh, guys he came up with at the comedy store, uh, you know, obscure um, many times, especially on the late night show, uh, obscure people that he just loved. Like, I love episode one. Okay, Bill Murray, hottest star of the day in many respects, up and coming at that point. But also, Mr. Wizard. <laughs> Let's have Mr. Wizard on. Sure. And 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 um and then the decision, like you say, for Tom Schneider, uh, the the nostalgia there. I'm a big fan of nostalgia, and I like how he interlaces nostalgia into the things that he does as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah, and you've mentioned this before on your podcast, Letterman. Letterman show was was owned by Johnny Carson, the NBC show. So Johnny said, okay, you need to make your show different from mine. I don't want to have a Tonight Show clone. So you need to make your show a bit different. So yeah, look at Letterman's guests. He had some really unique guests. I was watching a clip last night from Brother Theodore. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> he was unusual. Or, or Harvey Picar. Or, mm -hmm. you know, look at some of the unusual guests that Dave had. But 
he was kind of pushed into that because it had to be different from Johnny. The band had to be different. And, and so, and Dave, as far as nostalgia, Dave really looked up to Steve Allen with the original yes. Tonight Show. And Dave took, borrowed some things from Steve Allen, some of the man on the street stuff and some of the physical stuff, the, you know, the jumping into the Velcro wall and, you know, Steve Allen would do things like that. Yeah. I, yeah, you're right. It was an amalgamation of, of, of many things from the past. And, and then uh, some of them tributes, um, you know, some of them flat out, Hey, this idea hasn't been used for a long time. Let's, 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 uh, let's borrow it. Um, and then it's fun to watch people borrow his stuff. Uh, you know, I, I had my, uh, I, I'll tell the story. I'll tell the story multiple times, I'm sure over the, the life of this podcast, but my daughter-in-law was over the other day and um, Rupert G is going to be a guest on, on this show or, the men's mental wellness podcast that I, that I, that I host one of them, he's going to be on one of them. And she goes, so you're really excited about this Rupert guy. Who is he? I said, Oh, and I showed her um, the premise of, of, of what he and Dave used to do uh, where, you know, he would wear the earpiece and have mm-hmm. a camera on him and, and he would do or say he would interact with the public and do anything that Dave talking through the earpiece would tell him to do. And she looks and she goes, oh, that's just like what Ellen does. And I just looked at her and I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't understand. (laughs) She, she took that from Dave. (laughs) And, and um, it's neat to watch the stuff that he borrowed and the the things that people are borrowing uh, from him now and, and, and the mark that he made. Um, It's, it's, it's fascinating to be guys who are in our shoes. We're kind of that sandwich generation, uh, Gen X. And, and it's fun to watch while we are still kind of in that demo that are looked towards, you know, they look to us to about 50 and then they start going and skewing younger, but we're still kind of there as part of the, what the mainstream is looking at. And it's neat to see what came before and then what's coming after us and how they've all kind of borrowed from each other and then also taken the ball and moved it forward. Is there anybody uh, current that you like? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, I've seen some articles, they'll say, oh, late night TV is dead, or there's nobody good out there. Well, as I mentioned, I I do like Conan a lot. I want to see what he's going to do on HBO Max. I think that um, James Corden is excellent. Mm -hmm. I really like what he's done with the Late Late Show. I think he's really done some inventive things and some of his stuff outside of the studio. And he'll do the, the, uh, the crosswalk bit where he does like Broadway shows and the crosswalk on L- in LA and of course, uh, Harpool Karaoke. And look at the, they've given him several primetime specials. Yes. CBS has, and, and that's impressive. They don't do that with just anybody. So I think James Gordon is outstanding. The 1135 guys, uh, probably Kimmel is my favorite. And, yeah. and he idolized Dave, of course. I mean, he took a lot of uh, his cues from Dave. So yeah, I, I think Jimmy Kimmel is great too. Yeah, yeah, I would I would agree with Corden being um, well, he in in my opinion, Corden has come out there and done something new and and created a really kind of new persona in late night, uh, whereas the other guys are very and, and I mean, they're working for the big three networks. Let's face it, if it wasn't for Dave, there wouldn't be another uh, big three network television show. So they all kind of cloned. Uh, what Dave and Jay were were, were kind of doing. And so all three, because at the end of the day, nothing used to be able to even touch The Tonight Show. No other network used to even be able to have a show. Uh, so it makes sense that the big three right now kind of have similar shows um, to each other. I mean, obviously they've got different eccentricities, but uh, but Corden is very different than what's out there right now. Uh, I'm watching Oliver. Do you watch John Oliver? 
Uh, sometimes, yeah, a few yeah. times. He, yeah, he is really sharp. He is, he is definitely uh, unique as far as what he does. I, I do think he's really funny. Yeah. Oh, let's let's uh, talk about the Facebook groups that you have here real quick, uh, because it's not just the Letterman one that you're involved with. You've got David Letterman fans. So for folks out there who are looking for um, a, 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 a community to be involved in and want to talk about this stuff or learn about this stuff, um, these these groups that, that that exist out there are great resources. And many of the people in these groups uh, know a lot of stuff. And then every once in a while, you get to see some train wrecks because some train wrecks sometimes are a part of these groups too. And sure. you get to watch, oh, look at this person. They're, uh, they're, it's, it's, it's like an explosion in slow motion happening. And you get to watch uh, some interesting folks uh, get into some interesting um, arguments and things as well. But you, you, you have a couple different Facebook groups that you're a part of. Uh, which ones are, are you in? Yeah, well, I, yeah, I do have a few notes here. Um, yeah, as you mentioned, David Letterman fans has almost 5,000 members. Yep. So we really, yeah, we have just a lot of fun on these pages. I mean, people posting YouTube videos and, and articles and pictures and all kinds of stuff and talking about Dave, talking about Paul or Rupert or other people on the show. And, mm -hmm. and another one, um, the Johnny Carson fan club has over 11,000 members. And we actually have, I think that it's true with Dave's group and Johnny's group. We have many people who worked on the show who are members of the group, like in the Johnny Carson group. We have, I won't mention names, but we had have uh, one of Johnny's publicists. We have somebody who is a stage manager for Johnny, somebody who was a producer for Johnny, uh, some of Johnny's writers. So it's just, it's really an honor to have people in those groups that actually worked for Johnny Carson. And then also, I, I'm a huge fan of Saturday Night Live, always have been. So I started a group called 40 Plus Years of Saturday Night Live, and that has almost 2,000 members. And then also, my this is not late night, but I have one that's Memories of the Rat Pack. My dad really got me into Frank Sinatra and Sammy Davis Jr. and Dean Martin. That one has grown exponentially. Memories of the Rat Pack is almost 25,000 members. Okay, you're <clears throat> you're making me feel really awesome right now for a variety of reasons. Now, now people have asked me why I started this um uh, people who aren't necessarily uh in it as deep as we are with the appreciation or the um at least being aware of the appreciation the way that we are and able to express it. People have been asking me why I started this. I'm a huge Johnny Carson um being I hate to say it like this, but Johnny Carson being forgotten uh, the way that he has, has shocked me because when you and I were growing up, I don't know if there was a bigger celebrity on the planet than Johnny Carson. Um, certainly he's in the top five with whoever the American president is and some of these other really larger than life people. Um, you talk about the power of, of, of Johnny Carson um, you know, if you're a, a comedian and you get one shot on the tonight show, you literally get your, whether you were good or not, you get your career made, uh, yeah. because you were there and, and, and he was just, wow. And it did not take long. Now, again, Johnny left in 92, 93, you know, 94 area era. Um, but it did not take, that's not that long ago. And, and the way that he has been forgotten. And so part of this, I don't know what you want to call it some folks say, oh yeah, you guys are obsessed with David Letterman. I'm not obsessed with David Letterman. I, I'm a huge passionate, uh, I'm a huge enthusiast for it. 
but for here's if there is any obsession and i think you can relate to this um here's what it is i don't want people to forget this body of work this body of work to me is important and because it was on tv every day and the the, the pace was breakneck um it gets thrown away quickly and because of that there could be a tendency to forget it and i want to say no 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 i'm taking this torch and I'm taking it so I can make it burn brightly with others, not just me, but the others around me. And so I can take it and pass it to somebody. Now, when you tell me that you've got a Facebook group of the Rat Pack that has tens of thousands of members, that makes me really excited. Number one, it shows me that Facebook is where the old people go when it comes to social media. That's that's the first thing it, it tells is. me. Yeah. But the second thing it tells me is that uh, there's still a love for this stuff and there are other people who want to pass these torches. Um, that is, that's crazy. Uh, and, and I love that you feel that need. Do you still, do you feel that compulsion inside you to keep these things alive as well? Is that part of the thing that drives you? Cause it's not money. We're not making any money for this, oh. right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I, I sure I have these Facebook groups, but I don't get a single penny out of them. I wish I did, but I don't, but uh, <laughs> no, I, I definitely, I, I, and I applaud you for wanting to keep the Letterman legacy alive. And I, I think that if you look the past five or 10 years, there have been a few things that have helped to keep Johnny Carson's legacy alive. Of course, you mentioned Mark Malkoff with the Carson yeah. podcast, oh, yeah. which is just outstanding, which is yes. sadly coming to an end next month. But yep. I think it's eight years that he's been doing that. So yeah, that 300 is, episodes. Yeah, that has rekindled an interest in Johnny. Yep. Um, Johnny is back on TV. He is on Antenna TV every night. Uh, they also put those same shows on Peacock and um, some of the other streaming services. So that they're highly edited. They don't have musical guests, which is too bad, but I can understand they, they would need to pay for the, the rights for the music. But sure. that has been good in terms of uh, kind of rekindling some interest in Johnny. And also the book a few years ago, um, simply called Johnny Carson by Henry Bombastic Bushkin. He was <laughs> Johnny Carson's lawyer and Johnny Carson's friend and Johnny Carson's tennis partner. And, and Johnny used to say, my lawyer, Bombastic Bushkin, he has me involved in some shrewd business deal. So that came out a few years ago. And so there, there have been a few things, which is nice to see, that have kept Johnny's legacy alive. Definitely. Um, I'm going to do <clears throat> every uh, every few episodes of this that we do. Um, there is, I, I almost, I almost want to call it an obligatory um, shout out to Don Giller, uh, the Dons, um, because uh, that guy... There's a guy who helped keep, you talk about a, a torch bearer, um, not just a torch bearer, but a torch builder. It's almost like this guy, uh, you know, if you talk about the, the analogy of passing the torch, it's, it's like this guy had a crate of torches that he hand lathed in his home garage and took these torches and lit them up and started passing them to people, uh, whether they wanted them or not, or not at first. And, and, and as, as, as those torches got passed, uh, for, for, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, go to Don Giller's YouTube page and you'll see he's got the largest collection of Letterman uh, footage. He's got the entire run of everything that he's ever done of days ever done. But then here's the part that I love. And this is the part I want to talk to you about while I'm plugging something at the same time. Um, have you seen, you've watched Don's uh, compilations. I think it's seven parts of Dave with, late night talk show hosts 
through the years in chronological order. You've watched that, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, it's fascinating. As you said, it, it's incredible what Don Giller has done as far as archiving the material. Yeah, anybody who's a fan of Dave needs to check out his YouTube videos. Absolutely. And and that particular compilation, if anything that Rob and I are talking about, and I mean, we're 30 minutes into this thing. If you're still here, uh, first off, what in God's name is wrong with you? Uh, you know, go get a life. Um, and second, if you're still here, uh, clearly there's something in here that is is twinging uh, uh, some sort of interest in you when it comes to, to late night. If you want to do a deep dive, Don Giller has a, a, a compilation where literally everybody from Steve Allen to Jack Parr um, all the way down um, of, of talk show hosts uh, who have been on the other side of the desk from Dave with little extras sprinkled in along the way. Um, it is a fascinating evolution because I, I think about Dave when he was just hosting late night and he's sitting with these icons beside him, you know, clearly influences clearly uh, Dave is nervous compared to the Dave that was on the late show, uh, which I love so much. I'm a big, I'm a big late show guy. I, I, I love it all, but I just love powerful Dave um, where, where there ain't no nervousness, even with the president of the United States, it's, it's, it's uh, excited energy as opposed to nervousness. But it is fascinating to watch the evolution of these talk show hosts interacting with Dave and the history that is explained in those um, phenomenal compilations. So let's do a shout out to that. And if there's any, if there's a takeaway from this, that people can go and watch that one. Um, favorite, uh, who's your Mount Rushmore? If you had a, a four, four uh, late night hosts um, on Mount Rushmore, who would they be for you, Rob? Well, I would say um, my uh, my all time favorite is Johnny Carson. I yeah. I thought he was incredible, and I just I think nobody did it better than Johnny. I mean, with the the monologues, with the skits, like you said, the Mikey Carson art players, and the interviewing the interviewing skills of Johnny were incredible, and he was so intelligent. His producer Peter Lasalle, yeah. he said Johnny was the most well read person that he ever met. Johnny was really brilliant. And so he could talk to people about anything, young people, old people, celebrities. Mm -hmm. Some of the best guests were the civilians, like the mm -hmm. potato chip lady, uh, people who were not celebrities. So uh, definitely Johnny Carson. David Letterman, of course, is, is number two in my book. Number three would have to be Conan O'Brien when you look at all that he has achieved. And I would have to say my number four would be Tom Snyder, because I was really a fan of what he did on The Tomorrow Show, as well as The Late Late Show. And it, another thing that I've heard you mention, look at what Dave accomplished at CBS. I mean, yes. people talk about, oh, Jay Leno got The Tonight Show. Yes, it, it would have been really nice to see Dave follow Johnny Carson on The Tonight Show, but he didn't. But he established at CBS a strong late night franchise mm -hmm. which did not exist before so that is an incredible achievement right there i know i hey and i mean <clears throat> this is going to be something that i this is my soapbox this is the soapbox i get on when it comes to this stuff um and i have no disrespect for jay like i know within our camps uh, and there are camps there are folks who like are hardcore dave fans 
uh, and there are team Dave and then there are hardcore J fans. I have yet to very meet very many J fans. I actually had a guy reach out who is a hardcore J fan who wants to come on here and, and have a friendly uh, discussion uh, about, about that. But um, when I hear Jay talk about how he got the tonight show, he was number one. He left the tonight show. He was number one. <clears throat> and that's a good talking point. I mean, if I were in that position, I probably would say the same thing. Uh, but that's not the point. That's not the point at all. For three decades, the other networks tried to create something that the Tonight Show just decimated. Like they decimated them. And, and the fact that Dave could move over to CBS and immediately create a new franchise that would last forever. The biggest gift Dave gave to CBS, like Dave owned those two. He owned 1130 and he owned 1230, quite literally. Scott Ryan, the, uh, the author of The Last Days of Letterman, and I have a good talk about this. He's going to be on the show as well coming up. The fact that Dave owned two hours of network television that's never going to be done again by the way um and uh unless unless someone like i don't know someone gigantic like kanye or kim kardashian comes along like uh, just a mega mega star comes along maybe but i don't think it's ever going to happen again and he created something that did not exist before that point and that is astounding to say the least it certainly is and well another thing i was thinking about you look at the parallels between Dave's 1993 contract and you go back to 1980 with Johnny Carson's contract, mm -hmm. there are definitely parallels there. In 1980, um, Johnny Carson thought about leaving. He was burned out. He thought about going to ABC maybe. They were courting him. He was hosting the Oscars. And NBC said, hey, Johnny's show is a cash cow. We have to keep Johnny Carson. So they gave him this huge contract, lots of time off and everything. Ownership? Yeah, ownership of his show and mm -hmm. the show following his, yep. just like Dave got with his contract. Absolutely. And and <clears throat> this is one day, uh, one of my dream guests, of course, as 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 you'll understand this for sure, the audience, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll fill in the picture. One of our dream guests is definitely going to be Bill Carter. Um, here's the is a reporter who followed the whole thing. Two books, phenomenal books, The Late Shift and The War for Late Night, highly recommended books, uh, fascinating to say the least. Um, you know, he talks about, all of that and 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 the idea of uh of of ownership and what that really means because we because of that ownership now we have the letterman youtube channel and uh, sure. i'm so grateful that they were able to strike up a deal with nbc and they're able to or uh, to, to 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 stream all this stuff now and have these compilations um i want to uh, you've got some props there i want to go into that because i mean we're already sure. almost 40 minutes into this thing i'm having a great time talking to you about sure. this rob uh i can't wait to have you back you're part of the community you're part of you know as we build the letterman podcast is also building a community and we've already got folks who have said yeah can't wait to come back and uh uh for episodes that haven't even aired yet um, and we're going to have you back. Of course, you and I are brothers from other mothers. We're torchbearers. Uh, but you've got some props there. I want to, I want to, sure. um, I'm going to do the, uh, the old switcheroo here so we can see what you got there. You've got some, uh, yeah, some I just, cool uh, stuff there. Uh, obviously I'm a huge fan of Dave and I'm a huge fan of Paul Schaefer. Yep. And I recommend that people check out Paul Schaefer's autobiography here, which is just outstanding. It's just called, we'll be here for the rest of our lives. And he's a fellow Canadian like you are. And, yes, sir. And one of his best buddies is another Canadian, the great Martin Short. Absolutely. I mean, we could talk forever about Martin Short's appearances 
with Johnny and Dave and what an amazing talk show uh, guest he is. And yeah. uh, also from 1988, I got this off of, of uh, eBay, Rolling Stone, the comedy issue with the two greatest of all time, Johnny and Dave on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. So it doesn't get any better than that. No, that's for sure. You talk about passing of torches right there. Um, uh, there's a, there's a phenomenal example of it. Uh, I just, I love that too. I love the mentor mentee relationship. The two of them had, um, you know, fascinating on all sorts of levels. And I, I just, uh, appreciate that very, very much. Um, as we kind of move over to, uh, to moving to, towards close here, um, I just, when it comes to the future for Dave, and it's hard to throw this out there. I mean, he's 75. He's, uh, he's, he's doing what he wants when he wants, at least that's what I hope for him. Uh, it's so nice to see him, uh, showing presence on his YouTube channel. It's really cool seeing him with the, with the staff doing it. I love seeing Barbara and Mary and, 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 and I know Walter's, uh, you know, in, in, in behind the, the, the camera and, and it's so good to see that family still together. I'm going to throw out the book, the, uh, the, 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 the last days of Letterman phenomenal, phenomenal book, um, that celebrates the last six weeks of the late show run, but you get to know a lot of these characters, um, who worked behind the scenes and, um, you know, we're seeing these things happening. It's so good. Um, you're obviously a fan of my next guest as well, the Netflix show. Uh, if there were three people that you would like to see Dave interview long form on my next guest, who would they be, Rob? Well, I don't know if it would happen, but I, I certainly would say Jay Leno. Sure. I would love to see it happen. Sure. I mean, people talk about the, the feud between them. I don't know if there's a feud or not, but Dave has said... Jay Leno, especially in the early days of the comedy store in the 70s, Jay Leno was untouchable as a stand-up. I mean, he was the best stand-up, and it's, it's always fascinating to hear about those old days at the, the comedy store with, with Tom Dreesen and, you know, Dave's mm. other friends, Jimmy Walker and those different people. But uh, I, yeah, definitely Jay Leno. I, I don't know. I'd have to think about, I, I don't know if he's, has he had Martin Short on the on nope. Netflix show? Not yet. That, that Not yet. would be excellent. Yeah, yep. that would be great. Um, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to think about the Steve one. Martin would be a good one too. Oh, definitely. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, if you're talking from uh, comics of that of that era and folks from his era, you know, one of the things Johnny talked about um, when he retired was. Um, the, the 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 landscape had 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 really the landscape shifted, you know the the Frank Sinatras and the titans of that era had moved on or had been passing on, and and to him the people who were celebrities um, weren't there anymore so much, and I think the same could be said for Dave that the people who were the top of the game of the day, they've now now kind of moved on, and 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 Dave's done a good job you know, Jay-Z and Kim Kardashian and Kanye, like some of these people that he's had on for sure. The Chappelle episode was phenomenal. Oh my God. But um, if you talk about people from his era that were, and still are revered, I think Steve Martin's one as well. Martin Short, great, great answer. And of course, yeah, Jay, that makes so much sense. I, I think there, <clears throat> I think that there'd be a lot of closure for guys like us uh, to see them, you know, make up. The Super Bowl commercial was great, but wouldn't it be fascinating to watch those two dudes have a conversation? <laughs> sure, it would be. Well, and another one I just thought of, 
people talk about who's the king of late night. Is it Johnny Carson? Is it David Letterman? Mm-hmm. Older people may say Steve Allen. They may say Jack Parr, and you have to consider them too. But also, I think you need to think about behind the scenes people. And a great guest for Dave, I think, would be Peter LaSalle. Yeah. You look at what Peter accomplished. I mean, he was producer for years and years for Johnny. He was a producer for Dave. He yep. worked with Tom Snyder. He worked with Craig Ferguson. Yep. I mean, he's really, as far as behind the scenes people, I think Peter LaSalle is the king of late night. You know, um, and and you mentioned Craig Ferguson there. I'm not gonna, yeah. Now that you mentioned him, we we can't. You and I can't have the show without mentioning Craig Ferguson. I loved Craig Ferguson. Um, yeah, for he was fantastic. And like you say, Peter Lasalle helped guide him. And 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 the the love that Craig Ferguson has for Peter Lasalle. Uh, is 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 fantastic for those of you who don't know what we're talking about again the obligatory plug for don giller let's do it uh if you watch david letterman's tribute episode to johnny carson after he passed uh i believe 05 i think is when it was but you can easily easily find it on on youtube uh dave actually um you could tell that he really nudged peter to being his guest on the show that was a phenomenal episode and i believe mark also interviewed him uh on the uh on the carson podcast again phenomenal point of view phenomenal interview that's a great answer um and shout out to peter lasalle uh who's 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 getting up there but boy a legend uh, behind the scenes that's a great answer as well rob um I, I'm pretty sure it goes without saying, but as time moves on and as this community starts to grow and, and, and you are, a, as far as I'm concerned, you're a, you're a seed planter within this community as well. It goes without saying you're going to come back, right? Oh, thank you. Certainly. I, I would like to. Yeah, there's a lot more to talk about, about Dave and just the world of late night in general. Good. I appreciate that. I appreciate hearing that. Um, thank you for taking time out of your day to be here. I appreciate it so much. And, uh, and yeah, let's uh, let's keep these torches burning bright and let's hand them out too, right? All right, great. Yeah, yeah. And that's what's great about the podcast and Facebook group and things like that. Uh, people who are late night geeks like us, we're all on the same page and we can talk about this stuff and find other people with common interests. Yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, very, very grateful. Thank you very much for uh, for letting me take advantage of uh, of our dynamic online and and uh, and our friendship online. Thank you very much for uh, starting uh, the, the the or not starting, but administering the group uh, and the groups that you do, uh, folks. Please reach out, join, share, uh, subscribe this podcast too. Absolutely, we would love the likes and the subscribes. We're in our infancy right now, so right now those things are really, really important. So we can. Uh, on the YouTubes and the Instagrams and all that, we can get more features, the more people have subscribed. So if you if you wouldn't mind liking us, writing reviews, subscribing, uh, we would appreciate that very much. And um, that's another episode. There we go. Another episode of the Letterman Podcast. Rob, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank you as the viewer or the listener, whether you're listening in your ear holes or you're watching through your eye holes. Thank you very much for uh, supporting the Letterman Podcast. My name is Mike Chisholm. Thank you. And good night. Overcoat and underpants.